You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. The other night, our friend, our family, our co-host, Beth, lost her mother. She wrote this on her Facebook. Last night, we lost my mom to COVID. Please be safe and listen to science. It hurts to lose a family member and also to see the toll this is taking on the healthcare workers who have to deal with this every day. The episode we're about to play was recorded prior to this. Thunder Talk will return next year. Warning. Thunder Talk contains foul language, adult subject matter, and is intended for mature audiences. It's just that we have this time of year that has theme colors. That's so good. Even just the theme color part is so good. It's got theme colors, it's got a big party, it's got like mythology, it's got like darkness. So good. So good. We should call Wheatley like on the show right now. Yeah, why, why don't you call him now? And okay. if he's not available, we just keep recording. There you go. Okay. Yeah. Wait, are, have we pressed stop yet? No, don't press no. stop. Don't press <laughs> stop. <laughs> yeah, Wheatley, it's it's Dan and Mark. Adam, say hi. Hi, Wheatley. Hey. hey. Uh, nothing. We're, we're wondering if you're available to record. What time? The, 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 the soonest possible moment you're available. Uh, um... talk. Well, that's a nice sweater, Mark. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is a good sweater. Yeah. It's amazing. Uh, thank you. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Yeah. The widening it like, matches your beard. The listeners will just have to yeah. imagine yeah. an amazing sweater. Yeah, whatever you, your yeah. idea of an amazing sweater is, that's what Mark's wearing. Yeah, that exact sweater. Yeah. <laughs> Dan's got a gray hoodie. It's cool, though. Yeah. Beth Kavik and I were having some pregame talk about my drug rug got from my aunt back when I was 19, and it works. It works just it, it as... It does. Uh, you know. yeah, I mean, but if I... If you were looking for something and you saw somebody on the corner of the street wearing that, that you you would be the person to come to. I mean, yep. clearly. Yeah. No, I said I know what I said. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's a drug rug and it works. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so tonight we even got Wheatley with us, Hi, which right. is it was amazing. The whole gang is here. The whole gang. The whole squad. So. We talked about comics the other day, and we finally made it to the comic book store, and we picked up a couple comics. Um, we we picked up what Batman Hush and Paper Girls issue one. Oh. Paper Girls issue one. Oh yeah, excellent. That's yeah. cool. I have no idea what Paper Girls is, but Hush is pretty awesome. Uh, it's uh, by Brian K. Vaughn. I've, I've heard the name before. I haven't written this one yet, but yeah. I had gotten a, a couple of free issues of Paper Girl during uh, Free Comic Book Day. Uh, 
but it was like issues five and six, and then <laughs> I didn't know what happened afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> That's how they get you, man. It's like the first one's free, kid. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's that's the whole point of free comic book day. Yep. Well, and then they're also giving you one like uh, a couple comics already into the series, so now you have to come back uh, to the comic book store and buy number one, two, three, and four. Oh, of course. So, right there, you go. It's a trap. <laughs> it's a trap. It's a good. It's a good trap, though. Wait, I can't. I can't lie. I'm not familiar. With, I've heard the name Paper Girls before, but now I looked it up. It's like I have to read this now because it's written by Brian K. Vaughn and arts by Chris Chiang, which is a uh, he did the he did the Wonder Woman New Fifty Two reboot with Brian Azzarello, which is fantastic. So I'm I'm very interested now. I have to look that one up now. Yeah, that was a good book. Yeah, it came pretty highly recommended. Well, Brian K. Vaughn is usually a must read for anything he does. Practically nowadays, it's, he did the uh, X Machina saga right now. Um, why the Last Man? He was originally he was a writer on Lost for a little while, the TV show. I, I wonder if he was the writer, bef- while it was still a good TV show, because <laughs> <laughs> shots fired. <laughs> so pew pew pew. pew. Oh. Those first few seasons, those first two, you know, they were good and they really had you in there, and then it like jumped a shark, and that shark was like a whale shark. Over a uniform, <laughs> I, I don't know, and, and and then you're you're on this ride, and you're like, this, you know, it just didn't have, you know, it didn't have a satisfying ending to me. However, uh, it did get come to a close, and I was like, oh, okay, I get it. It all kind of comes together. Still not as cool as what I was envisioning. Yeah, I think I think the creators actually admitted that they could never satisfy the actual questions they kept leading up to. So they said, "Let's just try to close that out emotionally enough." So they <laughs> and the emotion. I thought the emotional closure was pretty good, but they said you never got the questions answered and stuff. Like, there's no way we can come up with the numbers or why was there a statue with three toes? <laughs> Thunder Talk issue thirty-five. We the definitive lost discussion. Um. Here's the discussion. Uh, the first few seasons were great, and the last season sucked. Boom. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Agreed. That's what they tell me. <laughs> A.K.A. Game of Thrones. Yeah, I was... <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Ooh. <laughs> well, I mean, there were so many, like, little branches of a storyline, and you're like, oh, this is interesting, and I need to pay attention to this, and then they become nothing burgers. And you're like, <laughs> what? What happened? You know, like your burger disappeared. It, it, it just was very confusing. <laughs> I I didn't watch the show, but hearing you talk about it, it's like, why would you write those things in if you didn't already know what you wanted to do? with Because oh. because they were because they were hungry for them, them, them nothing burgers. Yeah. Serving for them. I had a nothing burger once. Went right through me. It's called the Impossible <laughs> Burger at Hardy's. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Wheatley, I don't know what that means, but the more I'm living out here, the more I'm able to confuse it and accidentally call it Carl's Jr. Because the Hardee's now has the Western Bacon Cheeseburger. Okay. Yes. And they do it right. They do it right, but they do it with more tender care. Because like Carl's Jr. is like, we've been doing this for 30 years. I don't know. I was, the Western Bacon Cheeseburger was born before I was, mister. But out here, they they handle it with care. 
I'm just saying, I don't know what you said, man, but it triggered me. Like, I felt it, bro. Wow. I don't know if I was angry <laughs> at you or like not. But Hardy's versus Carl. It's Carl's uh, Jr. You know. It's either Carl's Jr. Literally, literally the same thing. That's the word. Part of no, 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 no. That's just it. They weren't. And that's the problem. Because, like, well, now, yeah, I guess the solution is now they kind of more are. So Har- Hardy's had a better breakfast, you know. <gasps> well, the Carl- than you- Carl's Jr.? Yes, Absolutely. And so you could go to a Hardy's breakfast and, you know, get, if you wanted more salt it, and calories. Yeah. If you wanted more for your money and if what you wanted was like more <laughs> like salt, fat water, then yeah. Like their country ham, <laughs> their country ham biscuit at Hardy's is like a little brick of salt. It's a little pink brick of salt. I was thinking of like uh, biscuits and gravy and stuff like that. But. Uh, all, all I know is they took away my monster biscuit and I'm still mad about that. <laughs> I didn't even know there was such a thing. Oh, it's so go- it was sausage, bacon, eggs, cheese, ham, everything on it. It was glorious. Oh, wow. And now it's gone. Carl's Jr. had like a burger. It was like a straight up, you know what? We're just going to give you a, a burger patty along with all your breakfast bullshit in a breakfast burger. See, I don't think Hardy's when- had that going. Now, Wendy's has the bacon area. We're not talking about Wendy's, now. dude. We're not talking about Wendy's. <laughs> Strict Hardy's talk. Okay. Told you, no. sir. This yeah. is a Hardy's. Well, Carl's Jr. Really, but um, yeah. hey, did J. Michael Straczynski get involved with Lost at all? No, I, no, he was never on that. Mark knows what I'm joking about here. <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> Thank I you. absolutely do. Thank you. <laughs> and J. Michael Straczynski. Yeah, I know. There were two uh, He-Man filmation panels. That I went to in 2005 and 2006. He was also a great writer on Amazing Spider-Man for a number of years. He really was the guy that crafted the whole She-Ra world. You know, making it distinctively different than He-Man's world. Like, he was was that guy. And he did, like, the first season of uh, Real Ghostbusters. Did he really? Mm -hmm. Yeah, he was. and, And he left the show because the studio was interfering too much. And he was, like, they wanted to dumb down Janine. Because the gene is, if you remember that first yeah. season, she's a much more dynamic character. Oh, sure. And they okay, wanted to yeah. dumb her down to a dumb secretary. Fascinating. Because as you pointed out, uh, he helped wow. make She-Ra, which is uh, like, I think I think we all agree She-Ra was a better show than He-Man. Yes. Oh, oh it definitely was. Adam has a t-shirt that says She-Ra was a better show than He-Man. Fight me. And he and I have, I've had bail him out of a couple of bar, bar brawls because of it. Yeah. At yeah. different convention hotels. Yeah. Yeah. That's real. Yeah. <laughs> I've been to a thousand of these corns. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what that means. It's awesome. That was my Carl Urban impersonation. Uh-oh. Fucking Carl Urban. When, when are we going to get some fuck Carl Urban merch? Oh. When, does, when is that coming down the line? I don't know. <laughs> My daddy says ESO Network is the best podcast network, but I don't know because I don't listen to my dad. Is that how that goes? (laughs) I don't know. I have no idea. (laughs) Everyone these days could use a little support, and your friends at the ESO Network are no different with the ESO Network Patreon. The cool thing is, is when you help support us, it's you who will benefit. With four tiers starting for as little as 25 cents a week, you can listen to some of your favorite network podcasts early, hear exclusive content, maybe get some ESO swag, or even possibly take a shot at the geek seat. All you need to do is sign up at patreon.com backslash ESO Network.
like you have to listen to the show to know our feelings about Carl Urban. If we were to make, make it official, I mean... Yeah, who is it like your nightmare is to have dinner with Carl Urban at Applebee's? Is that the, the nightmare oh, scenario? God damn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Wheatley, I, I feel personally attacked right there. <laughs> Applebee's is terrible, and Carl Urban is an asshole. But, you know, he did... <laughs> She gets so irrationally angry. So I think, let me, let me just say, I think about how he was dressed and like how his hair was styled and everything. And he had it all dyed and stuff. And I'm pretty sure he was shooting like season one or, you know, of the boys at that time. And he likes, you know, was in between shots or, you know, takes and like, oh, I'm going to go over to this convention and. You know, it was right before the boys really was, you know, coming out and stuff. And which, you know, we we've we've seen both seasons of that. It's, you know, good. I I enjoyed it. And Carl Urban is an asshole in that, too. So <laughs> he is on point and in character all the time. <laughs> Maybe he's just method. He was in between show. He couldn't I be mean, in character. <laughs> he, that's, yeah. Stanislavski. That guy's, you know, he's weird to be on the set with, but he gets the job done. He, he he did good. I mean, as far as <laughs> acting and stuff. Uh. What's up, Mark? <laughs> Something you just said about being on a set and getting the job done. And, and sometimes it's like that, you know, like, yeah, uh, it could be, you know, in Hollywood or Justin, you know, it could be that person's a pain in the ass, but it'll be worth it to have them. Yeah. Because they're good. Right. You know, and so you just got to put up with their shenanigans, unfortunately. So so basically what Mark is saying is that Carl Urban is the Elizabeth Taylor of our time. You said it here first, I, everybody. I will, I will you you heard it here first. You heard it here first. <laughs> I will say this about him. We're getting shirts of that. He did a better dread. Than, than Sylvester Stallone? Uh, yeah. Yes, absolutely. Beat him into the dirt. I mean, it was like more serious. Um, I mean, the first, you know. The first dread was Stallone was more campy and stuff, but I, I mean, I think he played the character better than Stallone. Well, I love this when they were casting him. They told Carl Urban, you, "You know, you can't take the helmet off this movie." And he says, "Of course, Dread doesn't take his helmet <laughs> off." And they said, "You're you're the character." They said he knew the character already, so it's half the movie, of course, in, in the Dread, the Stallone Dread, he had no helmet on. You know, but it was super campy. He was like getting kicked out, you know, and everything. So I didn't know I was supposed to give a shit about any of that stuff, honestly. (laughs) Oh, I'm doing it all. (laughs) The boys, you know, one of the things I do like about him in the boys is that he just he reminds me of those friends that. They're never like 100% straight with you about anything. (laughs) And yet you somehow still fall in a trap. Yeah. And that's that's sort of like the inside joke with the boys. You know, like anytime he has a proposal for the team, they're already like, you're not shitting us, are you? And of course he is. He's not telling them everything, but yet they go and do it anyway. You know, it's almost like, Lucy and Charlie Brown in the football. <laughs> She's going to move that ball. <laughs> she can always lure him, lure him in by like turning away. Like she's pretending not to even pay attention, but she's holding the ball. And then he'll come running in and whoop. So always a classic gag. Oh, yeah. You know, my kids mm-hmm. watch Peanuts these days. I love watching Peanuts, especially around the holidays. And 
My, my wife never did. Uh, my kids, they watch it. And the three of them are like, wow, these people are dicks. Like the way they treat Charlie <laughs> Brown by today's standards oh my God. is oh, yeah. like, you know, that's why they have 1-800 numbers to reach out for help on because of the way Charlie Brown is treated and the way they treat each other. I mean, that shit goes Lord of the Fly. It's kind of quick. <laughs> At least in, in, ter- in terms of like emotional battery and abuse. Well, that's why you yeah. go to Lucy's booth the and Christmas pay the five cents. Is pretty bad. What, what's that, Mark? I said the Christmas special is the worst of the worst in terms of Lucy and Violet. They are just full on <laughs> oh, yeah. mean, nasty, yeah. mean girls. And I'm I'm just like, who wrote this? Yeah, it's cruel. You know, because they are just really nasty to yeah. Charlie Brown in that special. Yeah. And uh, I, I actually follow the voiceover uh, person that played Lucy back in the day. And, you know, she's someone that had been around all over the place in the 70s and early 80s. And, you know, a real sweetheart, but... Wow, you know, she really, you know, played a full-on, you know, <laughs> matches with Witch, you know. <laughs> my, my favorite of the two, well, I, I, the classics, right? You, you got the Christmas special, and you got the, oh, shoot. Uh, the Great it's Pumpkin, the, Charlie the Brown. Great the Great, pumpkin, yeah, the Pumpkin. pumpkin. Yeah. So I think that the Thanksgiving, that one, the Halloween one, is, or the Great Pumpkin Patch, whatever, that one's the best one to me. And you know it's a little bit more wholesome. That's but even still, Charlie Brown's yeah. like he's trick or treating, and everyone goes, "I got a Snickers bar, I got some lollipops." He goes, "I got a rock." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I still with the Christmas special. Once he starts quoting scripture about uh, yeah. here this day in the city of David, the child is born unto you, and when Charlie Brown's like, you know, that really was, or Linus like, that really wasn't a bad old tree. Uh, and when it clicks with Charlie Brown, he's like, you know what? Christ died for my sins. Fuck you. I love you anyway because I'm Charlie Brown. Right? <laughs> yeah. And then he goes and he's all feeling himself and then the tree falls apart. But because he said, fuck y'all, the rest of them get together around the tree. <laughs> well, I mean, friendships are, you know, friends and family. And that's yeah, what I think all it's about. Yeah, it's more about. Remembering that Christmas as we know it is bullshit, because here's something else that it, the episode got to me. We talk about a fast-paced consumer Christmas that has no love in it anymore. You know, it's just this product. Well, this just shows that 60 years ago, people thought the same thing. What is that great bit where uh, he's hearing his sister write to Santa and she's going, Dear Santa, if you can't get these presents to me in time, just send cash. Tens right. or twenties or five. Exactly. And he's exactly. like so discouraged, like, good grief, even my sister. Yeah. I, I think I think my opinion is at the end of the day, Charlie Brown Christmas, yeah, it is those kids are cruel. And it is it is a harsh kind of thing to watch. At the same time, maybe that's part of the point. Or that kids are just way worse to each other. Well, 60 oh, years ago than today. That just shows you, like, the Dr. Seuss version, you know, like, the Grinch. That that story is a better story, you know, because then all the all the Whovilles, they all get back together. And, you know, the Grinch turns new leaf. His heart grows three times bigger and all that kind of stuff. So. Mm. Oh, my gosh, you guys. I saw the wildest thing <laughs> on the Internet the other day. The same, so the person who sings your mean one, Mr. Grinch, is not the same person that is the narrator of the story. 
And the guy who sang the song, You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch, in the cartoon, is the same guy that did the voice of Tony the Tiger. Oh, I hear that now, yeah. Yeah, and so people were saying that uh, they imagined that Tony the Tiger and the Grinch had a relationship and it didn't work out well, and so Tony the Tiger wrote, You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch. (laughs) (laughs) And somebody, somebody wrote some uh what is it when people fanfic people wrote fanfic oh yeah oh my goodness really? tony the tiger and yeah. grinch fanfic it exists thunder talk exclusive <laughs> <laughs> Please welcome back to the show, singer, songwriter, and all-around rock star, Dwayne Mark. How you doing, Dwayne? <laughs> I'm doing quite well. It's good to be back. So how's your holidays going so far? Eh, life's been weird. I mean, we've all had a lot of adjustments we've had to make in the last few years here, or a few years, a few months, but... Uh, Feels like years. Yeah, pretty... Yeah, it does. It's yeah. starting to. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Things, things have been good overall, though. Yeah, last time you were here, you delivered a letter to my friends, uh, the title of your yeah. last hit album. And now you returned, as promised, with uh, your follow-up EP, A Letter to My Enemies. Yep, that releases on January 22nd. We've put out a couple singles off of that and have another single coming out on January 1st. And uh, yeah, really, really excited about it. Yeah, no, we're, we're really excited about it. I remember you announced it on the show earlier this year. Yep. It definitely takes... Uh, it has darker shades, if you will, than a letter to my friends. As a songwriter, what was it like on this album, emotionally speaking, to continually have to dig down to those more more haunting emotional processes and kind of dredge them up and put them into lyrics? What was it like mm-hmm. to kind of dwell in that? A lot of these songs were written at the same time as uh, a letter to my friends. The difference was these were songs that were written from very negative interactions um, sometimes with people that i love sometimes with people that i just can't stand and it it was definitely more intense um there's not a whole lot of positive notes um or or maybe if there is positive notes they they still came from a much darker tougher space and yeah there's something sad and magical about it at the same time if you will it was strange to be in some of those places I, i don't know uh, some of it kind of felt like it was written from places that hurt, if you will. And it's it's never ideal, but I think as artists, it's our duty to, you know, show people all sides of who we are because much of life is similar for the majority of people in the in the world, you know. We're just speaking that. In the beginning, we begin with keep on working, which uh, to me comes off as kind of a... Uh, is as accepting what is and then closes with window reflections what i take from it is a it's it's an honest uh accepting of oneself yeah i mean literally that song was written with the uh i, I was just having a, a really rough day um on a tour a couple of years ago somebody else was driving and happened to see a reflection of myself in the passenger window and how much gray was in my beard <laughs> yeah, yeah, and started to realize, you know, this, this is as good as it gets. I mean, I, I have to try to be the best me that I can be and 
you know, there's not much more to it than that. It is what it is. I'll have to make a mighty anthem every time I look in the mirror and see all of this white and gray that just showed up one day. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, uh, hey, old man, wait a minute, that's me. Ugh. Yep. <laughs> Book ending. It 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 creates a, a theme, if you will. Opening with uh, "Keep on Working," closing with "Window Reflections." Was that set up from the beginning? Was that? Did you go into it thinking that you would bookend? the EP like that, or did it become evident just kind of later in the process? Um, once we had decided to use those six songs, I, I knew right away that that's how I wanted to open it. And, and that's how I wanted to close it. Yeah. It's, it's kind of an extension of the previous record anyhow. Right. So if you were to listen to both a letter to my friends and a letter to my enemies consecutively, it, it kind of completes that story from starting out alone to, uh, the the Friends record kind of ended on a sadder note that just said, you know, are, are we going to be okay with realizing who we are? And those were th- those were words that came out of my mouth um, in a, in a conversation with a friend at one point, and that's what kind of drove writing that song. But then you know, jumping into this new EP, it was just an extension of that same thing. Yeah, we're going to have to be okay with who we are. And we're going to have to keep working and, you know, just try, even through the the craziness of life, try to make the best us that we can be. And I, I feel like that's where Window Reflections was just kind of the, yeah, I finally see it all now. I finally get it. So, everybody, you're going to have to go get Mr. Mark's last album as well, A Letter to My Friends, for to complete <laughs> the entire picture. And not having toured this year, uh, we have plenty of copies for y'all. <laughs> excellent excellent well you know i was gonna uh i wanted to touch on that so you you say you have a single dropping on the first uh we know the ep itself drops on the 22nd of january right yep yeah yep. or should i say the the digital release that's of correct the ep uh you've got a kickstarter going a campaign to get the uh get it all out there in uh on physical media what's uh, what's going on with that the Kickstarter we launched uh, the day after Thanksgiving, and we knew it would be a rough go at it during the holiday season, but wanted to put it out there to folks that, hey, if, if we're going to do physical copies anytime in uh, the first half of the year, for sure, uh, we're going to have to get the pre-orders going. We just, um, plain and simple, like many businesses, uh, this covid situation flat out drained us what we had invested in the the record and in the end of 2019 in the beginning of 2020 we just flat out haven't been able to make back out on the road yet so it's uh it's a little challenging from that front if you will but when the time comes to be able to safely hit the road again and, and really get back to touring then we'll have you know two good records to go on and we just might have to wait a little longer to put out the the physical copies of that second set, if you will, that that EP. Yeah, I was going to ask about that. Uh, you have a, a certain goal. And to all our listeners out there, uh, Dwayne in a moment will give you all of the particulars on how to get to the Kickstarter. It's my understanding that if the goal isn't met, nothing is paid. That's correct. Yeah. And I like those kind of campaigns because I don't want somebody to be like, oh, well, he only made half the goal. What's he going to do with that money? You know, yeah, I'd rather. Right. I'd rather keep it a little more accountable, if you will. Well, you know, to all of our fans out there, it's uh, easy money for all of you. If you want to have have the album to uh, in your hands 
to smell, to to hold, to I mean, if you need to go taste it, that's kind of a weird flex, <laughs> but that's cool too. If you want to, if you want, if you want this thing, the thing, uh, jump on over to Kickstarter now. Otherwise, we'll, uh, as Dwayne said, we'll have to wait later, maybe. Yeah, one way or another, we'll definitely we're definitely going to put out the physical copies of that. Uh, part of the adventure that we love when we are making these records is the artwork that goes into the physical copies. So it's a, it's a big thing for me to make sure that eventually maybe it's 2021 or 2022, but we, we, we do get those physical copies because they, they play off of each other. Um, both the full length record letter to my friends and the, and the EP a letter to my enemies. They, they belong together. Right. They belong together physically. Right. I'm looking forward to it. Whether it's six months from now or a year and a half from now, one way or the other, we'll we'll get that in hand and and yeah, it'll it'll be a good old fashioned Dwayne Mark record. Yeah, it will. Uh, well, where can everybody find the Kickstarter and you uh, at large out there on the internet? All of our social media sites. We have links to that currently. Um, my website is just I hate That's I hate D U A N E M A R K dot com. Right. And uh, yeah, that, there's links all over the place on that stuff. If you search Kickstarter and either type in a letter to my enemies or Dwayne Mark, you'll you'll see those that project pop up. Excellent, excellent. I hate Dwayne Mark. I saw that and was like, God, I wish I had named our website. I hate Thunder Talk. <laughs> but then Dwayne would we, find out, and it's you know, <laughs> we couldn't find uh, the right the right website name and and. It's a long story, but it just it fit. It was perfect. And it's become a kind of an integral part of our branding. Yeah. And we talked about it last time. And yep. uh, and I'm just forewarning. We're probably going to talk about it next time, too. <laughs> that's that's good marketing, right? <laughs> yeah. Right. You know, got to keep coming back. Got to add a theme on top of the theme. Uh, you did something pretty rad, actually, as a musical guest. I asked you what track off the EP you wanted to drop after we're done talking. And you said, uh, take your pick. I love it when people engage with what we're doing. And that was an opportunity to do that. And uh, personally, the song you picked is my favorite song on the record. Hey! Um, it's not going to come out as a single, which means this is the first and only time it will be played until this uh, record releases mid-January. Oh, so. damn. Hey, thanks, man. Thank you very much. I'm yeah. honored. It's my oh. favorite song off the album. And yeah, you got to buy you got to buy the record, everybody, to get this one. You're going to love it, everybody. Uh, if you could give us uh, just a, your thoughts on the song. It was definitely um, one of those more darker, ballady feeling songs that I've had the chance to write in the last few years. It's... Uh, <laughs> there's a lot of liars and fakes in the world. There's a lot of people who will, you know, do anything to make a buck, to get ahead. And sometimes that's killing their own brother. I mean, it's it's a dark world that's around us. So that song was just kind of a nod of the, the head to that same, you know, thought process, if you will. And, and the idea that we see you, we know you, we're not going to fall for this. It's time to move away. And particularly, I love I love birds. Um, I raise a lot of chickens and ducks and pheasants and quail here out on our little what we, our ranch we like to call chicken farm in uh, <laughs> central Texas here. Nice. Um, crows. Crows are wildly intelligent animals. Yes. And there's something that has always, you know, kind of intrigued me, if you will. 
And the more I dig in and study about them, the more you realize that uh, they're not just intuitive in the sense that we think about it, you know, from a, a day-to-day perspective. They're very emotional and they they can see and feel things that uh, if other animals can, they don't relate it the same way. Right. And so, you know, kind of tying that back into that same idea of watching out for those screwed up people out there. It, uh, I don't know, it just kind of fell together that way. It was something that I thought was a neat idea. An amazing idea. The single Keep On Working drops on January 1st. The entire EP, A Letter to My Enemies, is coming out on the 22nd of January. Head on over to the Kickstarter to get your CD or vinyl record pre-ordered. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, a real treat, a real treat tonight. Uh, the Crows Know by Dwayne Mark. The crows know your bloodshed. The crows know your lies. Murder finds new roots to steer clear of your eyes. Heartbreak and violence With no answers why Crows know the pain you're causing a lie So they bid you goodbye You sang a sweet song We all killed to We all know your bloodshed We all know your lies This family will find roots To steer clear of your eyes Heartbreak and violence
by name, so I'll take their lead and I bid you goodbye. My name is Mark McCrane. I'm the author of The Best Saturdays of Our Lives. I'm Dan Klink, co-host of The Best Saturdays of Our Lives podcast. The Best Saturdays of Our Lives features programming trends from the 1966 television season all the way through the last hurrah of the early digital age of the 1990s. On the show, if it's animated, we talk about it. Order your signed copy today at tbsool.com. And listen to the podcast at esonetwork.com and all podcast platforms. Here at the Cosmic Pizza Podcast, we make every show from the finest ingredients. Juicy interviews, fiery film nights, delicious desert island DVDs. And pack it all into a slice of life in every episode. Order up our specials now from your delivery guys. Sean from Canada, Dan from Kent in the UK. And Paul from near Liverpool in the UK. Here on the ESO Network. The Cosmic Pizza Podcast. Serving you a slice of life. Mmm, mmm. So anyway, welcome uh, everyone to our not the holiday special. Uh, yep. <laughs> yeah, that was the get, we're, we're talking about holidays. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, I mean, <laughs> why fight it? Here we are, everyone. Yeah. So hey, I'd love putting my wife up on the roof. She does a great job putting up Christmas lights. It um, <laughs> like, and that would cost us hundreds of dollars. But I could just put my wife on the roof, and she does a great job. She's rude. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, I put up some lights today, too. Ron and I like going all out. And it's nice when the other neighbors also like to go all out, because I live in a cul-de-sac, and so all the houses are, you know, lit up. But unfortunately, some people are really going cheap this year. Like, uh, one of my neighbors has, like, that contraption that it shows it you know you set it up outside and it puts like a projection i guess like an animation yeah. or projection oh, yeah. on the house and i'm like okay <laughs> <laughs> I, I, i'm like oh i guess i like that all right i guess that's decorating you know that's kind of cheating. I mean, I will mm-hmm. say I have seen some really cool projections done, but they're usually like done by like some city in front of like an old clock mm-hmm. tower and they got like 3D layering and all kinds of stuff and it tells a story and that's not what, you know, most of these people just like get like a this little rotating right. bulb thing that just sits there and yeah. spins. You're like, "No." <laughs> But there's a family up the street, and they put up their decorations like Thanksgiving weekend. They are, they are always the first, and they go all out. And I'm sure they were looking down at our house and like, what? No decorations yet? You guys must be slipping or something. <laughs> I, I will say you know? this. We had our decorations up the week before Thanksgiving, and then we started turning the lights on, and then we have neighbors right next to us that they had their lights up, but they hadn't started turning them on, and so we were kind of taunting them with our lights. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, you do all that work. You might as well enjoy Mm -hmm. it, because it's it's only going to really be up there for 
at the most like a month and a half right so you yeah, might as well right, just right. just do the thing and enjoy it yeah that's what january 1st is for in my house but i'll take all my decorations down and clean the house up a bit <laughs> oh yeah it really doesn't take long to take them down since they're like these kind of like clippies that fit on like slide onto the the roof shingle they're pretty easy so i would say the gutter ones actually you have to like go and pull off that a little bit more difficult yeah, I need to get into the lights in my house because most right now outside I have a, a an inflatable fox and an inflatable polar bear sitting in my rocking chairs out front. <laughs> <laughs> like standing watch, but yeah. I, I have seen some people do some really cool things like, you know, where you do that whole pull up, you know, to somebody's place on the street and it's, you connect to the radio station and then oh, they have yeah. Christmas music and then the lights go with it. And I saw one actually on the internet the other day where the, it was like two trees were like, they kept trying to play music, but then the two trees start arguing with each other. It was really funny, you know? <laughs> and so I was like, oh man, we should do something like this. This will only cost a thousand dollars. But, you know, it's it's nice to be festive. I thought this was not the Christmas this special, is not guys. <laughs> this is totally not the Christmas special. This Wink. is not the Christmas special. Wink, people. Not the Christmas special. Wink. I think we've we've run off uh, Dan and Mark, too, so I don't know what's going on. Yeah, I mean, it happens. <laughs> yeah. Haters. Well, we just got uh, Mark's name, and we have Jordy LaForge in Dan's background next to a Christmas tree. So, I mean, Jordy's a great listener. Every time. <laughs> he, he's my vote for the next host of Jeopardy. You know, that would be, he would be a great host of Jeopardy. LeVar Burton. Yes. Yeah. I, I'm in the LeVar Burton for Jeopardy corner. Isn't there somebody else also that wants the job? It's LeVar Burton. I heard his name thrown out. There's somebody else too that I feel like they're related to news, but I can't remember now who it is. I heard like Anderson Cooper or something like that. Yeah, somebody. Anyway, I guess they'll make up their minds. I know uh, know. Ken Jennings is hosting right now to fill the slot. But he's got his own game show on Game Show Network. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, my grandmother's... uh, She's addicted to the game show network. So it's called Masterminds, <laughs> where you're supposed to compete against like these expert trivia people, and he's like one of them. Oh, oh, okay, yeah. oh, that's cool. Yeah, so we we have a that's teammate. Cool. Uh, she actually got on uh, Jeopardy and everything, and you know she's a lawyer. She's really smart. She will tell you how smart she is too she'll oh. regale you <laughs> you know she just has a lot of a lot of knowledge a lot of trivia in her head like uh i actually i think i met her before we played derby together in a a uh, a women's group called nerdy girls and we met at the bar playing trivia uh for this group and you know we just all got really shit you know, like s- smashed and <laughs> played some trivia, ate some food. That's cool. What's up, cat? Yay, cat cam. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> listeners, you don't get to see the majestic cat. Oh, what's your cat's name? Selena. Oh, oh that's course. Selena. Okay. Well, my my cat's named Dinah, and she's named after Black Canary. Yeah. Ah, excellent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Our dog chased a cat up a tree today. <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> 
I know. I, we're very. I all of a sudden I hear my my wife scream, and then you know it's coming from the back door kind of thing. And I guess uh, he saw a cat, and he was going. They were going outside to check on something, so he takes off chasing this cat all around the yard. Cat, it's a little baby cat, you know, not nothing, you know, Aww. probably a teenager kind of thing. So just went, <laughs> whoop, right up the tree. We got puppy dog cam. <laughs> he also rolled in something today and smelled oh, bad. Gosh. Oh, it was so bad. He, he, she's like, "Oh, look, he's using the yard." Because our dog is kind of a snob, and he wants us to walk him most of the time, and so he's just very used to that. But he goes out and he's actually using the yard like a good dog, and he comes trotting in all happy like, and I go to give him snuggles and smooches. And he smelled terrible. I don't know what he rolled in. It was probably dying. Um, or, <laughs> or had been dead for a while. And um, it was just like, nope, stop what you're doing right now and give this dog a bath. Because you didn't even want him in the house. He, right. he had done something not good. So, uh, Well... I mean, just say it. He was rolling around in his own urine and feces. I, just say it. I think it was either cat or squirrel. He is going to have to get used to some changes. We, oh, yeah. We put a down payment on a show dog. Actually, oh. Yeah, we're getting a puppy. We are. Wow. We're going to get a Brittany. And we're going to do agility and confirmation and all that kind of stuff. So... What you're you're making it like a D and D character sheet? <laughs> what does that mean? We're we're, we're gonna send the What's the advantage? dog to to a doggy Harvard, you know, go to all the things yeah. kind of thing. So hey. you're gonna make it a show dog. You're gonna we're gonna see you on uh, like Thanksgiving Day on that you know the one where they crazy dog regret. show moms or something show or, or uh, <laughs> the, the that the big one behind the Macy's Thanksgiving Day parade and before football. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, that one. <laughs> Yeah. Maybe if the dog's like good enough, you don't hey. know. Yeah, we were before. Since of course, my mom was cooking the Thanksgiving dinner. She's like, "No, no, no, we're watching the dog show before you can get to your football." Because <laughs> 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 I'm cooking the turkey, so you just sit there and watch the dogs. And you're, yeah. So are you gonna deck your your dog out with like thunder gear when you go to these shows? Um, like we, a like a like NASCAR has like Winston on ooh, the side. You know, like that's that's a you know. Good it's a good idea, you know. He could, he could, <laughs> he could pimp the family a little bit. Um, so, oh, and speaking, yeah. we we have we have a name. Uh, I, his call name is going to be Riker, and then his, his call sign. Well, because like, okay, so show dogs, you, they get named after um, the breeder, and so this breeder is Diamond Creeks. And then so they get so sounds Diamond like a stripper Creeks, man. And no, then no their AKC name, which is going to be number one, and then his uh, call sign is going to be Riker. So you you're giving everything away, honey. It's you haven't gonna... even got the dog yet. <laughs> She's giving everything away. <laughs> it's it's fine. I mean, oh yeah, patent pending, everybody. Yeah, <laughs> sounded like you were creating a character for Paw of Duty. Yeah, I mean exactly. Dude, dude, <laughs> paw of duty. Yeah, if you got a problem with it, you can go cough it up, Dan. 
Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll hash that out after. We'll we'll, we'll hash that out in notes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it's gonna be a fight, Mark. You were saying. Every time I hear Riker, I just think of that time that me and you and Kavika were on the elevator trying to get to your room and we had oh, to yeah. go down to go up yeah. and the elevator was packed and this guy was trying to get on and someone yelled out, get on this elevator, Riker. And cause the guy was, was dressed like Riker. Yeah. Yeah. You, know, you could tell the guy had some social anxiety going on about it and about a pretty right. packed elevator. And somebody's like, dude, Riker, get on here. Yeah. And you could see his his apprehension melted away, and he squeezed in with the rest of us. Yeah, it was like, oh, yeah. they. He remembered, oh, this is this is my people. Yes. This is my tribe. They're just nerds. They're not going to bite right. that hard. <laughs> right. Yeah. Don't trust Kavika mm. with that, though. <laughs> uh, yeah, something else I, I learned at Dragon Con. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. No, Kavika will uh, throw an elbow for sure. That, and I can put just about anything in my mouth. Yeah. Like, like, a, like a pit bull. Like a pit bull. Yeah. Not the Christmas special. You can't put that in your mouth. Follow me on this story right here. Okay. Right. The chil- a, a movie that I like, um, I haven't seen in a while. What? Children of Men. Right? Oh, dude. That movie okay. is so, so awful. I love it. It yeah. hurts so bad. <laughs> it's, so- it's so. That movie is so hopeless. Wheatley and I were talking last night about like what my jam is in terms of fiction. And I want it to be hopeless, apocalyptic sci-fi. <laughs> yeah. So- with, no, with no chance of a good ending. <laughs> Well, yeah. I mean, there was kind of a good. No, ending. there was, there was, you know, and there I still was, loved there it. Hope. It was, so, there was hope. Yeah, here's but a, just enough. Just, here, just here's a, a tiny shred. They they put it to the population. There's some type of outbreak, and you know people become infertile. Right. Right. You, you think of all these like dystopian, crazy, you know, <laughs> stories. I mean, we're such nerds. We read the craziest stories all the time, and so you can't help but like spin <laughs> right. up. Some weird story. And what I'm kind of wondering is, will we have some dystopian future, you know? I would love that to be the theme of our Christmas episode, honestly. (laughs) Christmas after the end, where it's nothing but misery and terribleness. Uh, But no, Mark doesn't like that idea. Yeah, I I agree. (laughs) You know I don't. I I can see it. I can see it. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, dude. But but on the flip side of that, I'm watching. I started watching uh, uh, Brave New World on Peacock, and you know the first episode started out like the book and the miniseries. I think from the 1990s to 1980s, and then episode two took a really really dark turn, and now I'm enjoying it more because it has the right balance of. Well, everyone's living this utopian life, but then there is, you know, it has some of the bad things that are going on, too, that I think Dan would like. You know, <laughs> OK, <Yeah>. cool. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> All right. Things are not so great. You this know was what I mean? My I think it has, has a good balance of both. Like like neither world is is really happy. And the people who don't want to live in the super beautiful world where they pop pills and everyone's having sex with everybody and uh you know there's no commitments there's no children um there are no old people uh now those people are not feeling 
fulfilled. Hmm. And then you have like the regular people who never wanted to be a part of that world because Uh they didn't want to be controlled or being told what to do. But some of them are feeling, well, I want what they have. Right. You know, Netflix has some program about about human cloning and how, you know, there'll be a point in time when you can kind of pick, you know, what I like about it is it'll get rid of, say, <laughs> male pattern balding that your mom might pass down to you. Okay, right, or, a dis- right. <laughs> or a disease. Wow. I mean, I right. can see a demographic right here. Yeah. Or a gene that might make you go blind later or something like that, that, you know, that got passed down to you. So I see the good of it. But what is really interesting was, you know, like um, a country like uh, maybe the Netherlands, where mostly everyone is blonde and has blue eyes. They were asking for their kids to have dark hair and dark eyes. And then it was the opposite for people who lived in places where everyone had dark hair and dark eyes. They were, you know, looking for their kids to have blonde hair and green eyes or blue eyes. And I just found that kind of interesting that when you live in a world of sameness, sometimes, you know, people are looking for the opposite. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I found that to be very, very interesting that, you know, even in the clone, (laughs) the clone world, you know, if this has ever made a possibility, that's the same thing would happen. You know, I don't want my kid to look like me or my grandmother or grandfather. I want them to look completely different. Like that girl I had a crush on. In yeah, you're like, I want them to look you like know? Beyonce. <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> we've, we, we've explored the possibilities of cloning on this show before. Yeah. Oh, no. Here no. we go. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now. Oh, yes, I remember. Yeah. If, if we can figure out a way to do weird things with genes and everything, one of the things that I want, I, I do something so where I can, like, eat bacon and like fried chicken all the time only (laughs) like like if you had to if you wanted to that's all you need and and like my my arteries will never clog you know like i could do you know like just pizza not like dab the oil off kind of thing and just like hold it up you know, and like have oh, like the squeeze, oil squeeze the down. dude. Like have like uh. your have your Fruit Loops with nothing but like pizza oil yes, instead of milk. I mean, because milk is for oh humans now. That would be so great. I mean, there are there are look at our automobiles. I think maybe we're overthinking it uh, te- technologically. If we could go steampunk, because if you think about it, oil, uh, all of that stuff, you you can power people power their vehicles with French fry oil. Yeah. Why yeah. can't you power me with French fry oil? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you kind of are powered yeah. with French fry oil. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, why can't Adam be powered by French fry oil? <laughs> Adam's not powered by French fry oil because I'm the burrito eating. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hammer swinging. Yeah. Sexy Thor. <laughs> <laughs> More positive than a New Day pancake. More fun than a super kick party. 
It's the wrestling podcast from the host, who is the hammer swinging, burrito eating, well you know the rest, of Thunder Talk, Sexy Thor! It's the Ring of Thunder, found in the Thunderverse, and among the great podcasts of the ESO Network. a black market toast mini so eh, no that sucks uh this this is black market toast this is a black market toast takeover where we uh take a piece of media out of the cupboard dust off toast up and serve it as something completely new lightning lad asked us to jump on here and and introduce uh the the song i made called holy crap it's christmas which i made for uh, Holy Crap Records, a podcast uh, out of Black Mountain, North Carolina. Uh, they had a a holiday song contest, and they have they have posted all those up on Bandcamp now um, as uh, ho- under Holy Crap Community, all one word. Uh, and it is it is a a holiday album of of kind of misfit toys. They work with uh, musicians for overdose prevention and. Um, and some some other uh, harm reduction charities, and all of the uh, all of the uh, proceeds from that uh, goes to that. So uh, uh, jump over there and support it. Uh, I will stop talking. Joe, Joe's here too. Yes. If anybody listens to our too. podcast, you know who he is. If you don't, you're kind of lost right now. I'm just the guy who jumps in here and introduces music with Dan every once in a while, but. We have our own podcast, uh, Black Market Toast Podcast, um, and Joe and I talk about things, and I am not letting Joe talk about anything. Well, it's also not my song, so uh, I kind of expected you to talk about your song. Well, well, do you want to tell us how shitty the song is? Because it's really not good. Um, it is, uh, <laughs> I would call it avant-garde, is how I would describe it. Um, I actually used some of some of some of the audio from from the, the Holy Crap Records podcast to as as part of the intro. Uh, you get some a little bit little piece of Cinnamon Kennedy there in, in the beginning. All of the uh, the instrumentation was done on my uh, my Nintendo Switch. Then I added um, that little piece of their podcast and all of the vocals on top of that. It is it. It is a thing. Um, it exists. I, I will give it that. It is, and it. Uh, I mean, it is as angsty as twenty twenty should be. Um, yeah, it, I appreciate that. It, it definitely addresses the year that we are in. Right. Well, and I mean, it, it is funny because we're sitting here literally a week from Christmas, and it does not feel like Christmas. I no. have barely bought anything for Christmas, and it, it's too it late is, to do that this year. Yeah, time is nothing's is going no to get here, and it's awful. Yeah, yeah, time has no so, meaning this year, and uh, so yeah, it's a week from Christmas, and holy shit, it's Christmas. Yeah, if it wasn't, if it wasn't for the damn teachers passing on information about what date it was, we could have just been telling our children that it's Thanksgiving and buy ourselves another <laughs> month. But no, the school system wants to pass out the correct date. And shit like that. 
How dare them? How dare they? (laughs) (laughs) How dare they want to give our kids factual information? This is 2020, well, goddammit. Facts don't matter. Yeah, it's, 20, it's 2020. Facts are mutable. You yes, know? You know? Absolutely. Haven't we learned that from this administration? That is correct. <laughs> Facts don't matter. Time is irrelevant. Uh, holy crap, it's Christmas. It, it, it's Groundhog Year anyway. We're not getting out of 2020. We're starting again in January. Yep. It's 2020 part two. Electric Boogaloo. Sure. But this, but this is holy crap! It's Christmas by Solo Side Project. Uh, it, it's a, Solo Side Project is uh, my little um, Solo Side Project. Uh, it, our, our my music is available on Bandcamp or any of the streaming services. Just search for Solo Side Project. And uh, this is yeah, this is also uh, you know Black Market Toast podcast, which is available on any of the podcatchers of choice that we have this time of year that has theme colors. That's so good. Even just the theme color part is so good. It's got theme colors. It's got a big party. It's got like weird mythology. It's got like darkness. It's so good. It's so good. Christmas. Y'all. Y'all, 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 it's fucking December. What the fuck? What's on our tube? Uh, a show that I've seen come across, you know, since we're subscribed to just about everything. And uh, I, it's not cheaper than cable. <laughs> at all. Oh, no, it's Thank not. You. No, when once you, you subscribe to all yeah, of it. Yeah, we get enough of them. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, no. so Stars, uh, they have a new Fantasy Island. And their <gasps> Fantasy Island is a horror Fantasy Island. It's oh, just a movie, honey. It is the movie? Oh, yeah, I've seen that movie. Mm. It's just a movie. It's oh, it's not a, a TV show. I thought it was a series. With no. Michael Pena from uh, Ant-Man playing Mr. Wart? I think so. And, yeah. and so I, I I haven't watched it, but I'd like to see it. You know, so new spin on yeah. old ideas. No, I would. I would like a fantasy island. Man, I would go there. You know, I want to be able to scuba dive 
on the moon. Does that, I mean, is that too much to ask for? You know, just like. Oh. Yeah, I think so. I think, I think right now it is. Yeah. <laughs> With no. your moon pools and shit. Come on. Oh, man. Hey. <laughs> yeah, save it for next year's Not the Christmas Special. <laughs> they they tried rebooting in the the nineties with Michael Malcolm McDowell as Mr. Rourke. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think I remember that. It didn't last too long. No, right? it's like a one season and it, it, it definitely took the more fantasy element where you got what you thought you wanted. It was never what you really wanted or yeah. something. Well, it, w- it would teach you a lesson. Ultimately, you got to hang out with Ricardo Montalban, which I think was the, the best part. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> Malcolm McDowell went on to also play a star, a lesser beloved Star Trek villain, but nevertheless, uh, yeah, in true. generations. Yeah, that's kind of funny. Yeah. I remember when uh, Ricardo Montalban made the Wrath of Khan, mm-hmm. and his uh, son was being interviewed for something. Who's not in the business? And he goes, yeah, everyone thought my dad was we- was wearing, you know, prosthetics. Oh, it yeah. wasn't, no. Con, but no. it was not. <laughs> yep. No, he it says wasn't. he worked out. He worked his ass off to get yes, his arms yes, he and did. his chest that big. And mm-hmm. if you look at any of any of the old, anything that you've seen Ricardo Montalban in, you know, before Star Trek, I mean, the guy was in pretty good shape. Oh, yeah. You know, so Absolutely. I'm sure he probably met with a nutritionist and, you know, maybe a trainer, even though that wasn't really a thing. And, you know, got himself pumped up. Well, right. my understanding right. was he was in a movie with Clark Gable back in the 50s where he, uh, this is back when he was his, like he was Mexican. He played a, a Native American in the movie. And right. he had a stunt where the horse rolled over him and shattered his hip. Boy. Oh, wow. And uh, part of the recovery, in order to cover that up, he had to build his body back up so the muscle could take up the support he lost in his hip. And that's why he's with such fantastic shape afterwards, because that's what something they'll tell you to oh, do. Oh, wow. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That is pretty cool. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's why he, if you see him in the Fancy Island, he had a cane, because it, it was started even after all those years, it started to catch up to him. Right, right. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah and I think by the time he made... um. He was part of this Disney franchise, uh, a spy franchise. Oh, spy where I think kids. his grandparent is spy kids, yeah. right? He was like the grandfather, oh, yeah. and he was in a, a wheelchair by the time that movie was made. And I was always, I said, well, I didn't hear about him being sickly. Why is he sitting in that wheelchair? But you just explained yeah. why, because his hips probably. You know, gave out on him by that point. Well, geez, I think I think I have to look this up. I think sadly that was because he had back surgery and they messed it up. That's what that put him in the wheelchair. Yeah, back surgery is always a gamble at all. You know what? I did not know Sean Connery had any type of like dementia and stuff. So you know, like they kept that pretty close to you know. uh, Yeah, they kept it wrapped up. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. Well, he was ninety when he finally passed away, so. yeah, I mean he he mm-hmm. had a he had a full eventful life, absolutely, you know. Oh my gosh, I know. And I, I love the story about reporting his last years uh, before he had he probably had dementia. They tried to get him back to do the last Indiana Jones. I mean, he was retired for a few years at this point. Then he said, "Oh, if anyone can get me back to make a movie again, it'll be Steven Spielberg and Harrison Ford because he loved making Last Crusade. It was like one of the most fun he ever had in the movie." But he said. But I get up in the morning, and I'm here in, Scot- in my castle in Scotland, or my home in Monte Carlo. 
I play around the golf. I play with my grandkids. Have wi- drink wine. What's what's more than life to do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I saw I saw the pictures of the Monte Carlo home, and I, you know, there are just people out there living a completely different lifestyle. Oh, yeah, uh, you know, something that I can't even comprehend. Like I feel we are so blessed. Beth and I are so blessed. We have this beautiful home. And, you know, we're able to go on trips and do all these things. And that is not a drop in the bucket compared to these other people. You know, like, what what was this? Like, just bought a new um, yacht, a football player, Tom Brady or something. Just bought a brand new, like, they live completely different lives. You know, they're like, oh. COVID, that doesn't matter. I'm just going to get in my yacht with all my people and just like tootle around the world a little bit, you know? So, and, but I, you know, hey, I get it. And if I was that rich, you know, all y'all motherfuckers would be on our yachts and we'd be tootling mm-hmm. around the world and I'd be scuba diving yeah. and, and everything else, you know, like that's it, you know, like that's what you're supposed to do. But one of the things that I find is weird with, some of these people that become so wealthy is, I don't know. They don't, they don't seem to share it, you know, like they lose that part of themselves. That is like, you know, the, the, your friends and your family and all those people that have been there to support you have helped you, you know, like those are the ones you want to take with you to do cool stuff. And then they don't, they're just like, no, I'm just going to go, live on my island by myself and i'm like well that's no fun (laughs) yeah i saw this really cool documentary on netflix about mykolos you know the island where all the rich people go to vacation and it's like this greek island and mykonos you know right mykonos yeah 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 yeah. and uh the documentary was pretty good because they said there's two types of people there's the really, really important people and then everyone else. <laughs> and, <laughs> and it's like it's like watching folks trying to keep up with the Joneses in real time. Because you get the feeling that the people who really cannot afford it are like spending too much money on vacation just so they can take a selfie and show everybody, look, I'm on an island that has lots of rich people. I'm spending $400 a day, which I really can't afford, but look how cool I look. Yeah, if you didn't show up with a yacht, then you're not that cool, at least not in Mykonos. <laughs> Maybe on right. Facebook, but right. not in Mykonos. Yeah. Right, yeah. but it's almost like peer pressure, you know? Plus, you can get easily ripped off or robbed. And if you don't have enough money to hire your own security people like um, the Kardashians would do or um, uh, NBA basketball players, you know, you might be in trouble. Like the, the police there don't even try to help people because there may be only 10 or 11 of them covering things. And it was just it was just like, wow, what people would do just to say Look how cool I am, even though now I'm in $100,000 worth of debt. <laughs> but I'm cool, and I made someone jealous. That's like almost as much as our house. Right. I probably, I, I would yeah. probably do that. Probably <laughs> do that. You know. Yeah, I know a lot of people that would, you know. I mean, even, even like sometimes, like on Black Friday, you see people lined up for deals, and 
you know, me just being cynical, saying, you know, half of you don't even have the money to go in and spend what you're going to spend. But <laughs> they go do it anyway. <laughs> I will say this year, so crazy. talking a little bit about Black Friday, man, TVs are cheap. Like, yes, they are. And, and yes, so they are. we need, we actually, we need a TV. You can't see. But for right here in between both Beth and I's desk, we have Your a perfect center. spot for like, a, you know, like a TV. And that way we could watch it while we're working since, of course, we're just like the rest of the world and we telework a lot. And, you know, so the the place that we were always at happens to be our office now, you know, oh, she, 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 she's like right here. It would be right a there. perfect spot for a, 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 a TV. And actually we have a really great office space. Cause like you can see the fireplace and it leads out to the yard and everything. Like what? we have a, a great office space. My, my air mattress is going just over Kavika's right shoulder. <laughs> you don't need an air mattress. We got a king size bed waiting for oh! you. Oh, yeah, the guest Indiana room has a bed. <laughs> All right. So a real king yeah. size bed for real yeah. So, you know, for however Excellent. long you, you want to stay, it is it is yours. Wife. Well, okay. Yeah, I, mean, I mean for <laughs> I, for one week. <laughs> <laughs> we we don't need any any squatters moving in. Okay. Yeah. So right, you yeah. may you may <laughs> occupy it for one week, possibly two. <laughs> You know. I don't know. Let me go check out Oklahoma Squatter Lodge. Because we will start like walking around naked and yeah, like, doing so whatever. Just, it, she will. She would do whatever it takes to get someone to move out. Don't test her. I, I'm gonna walk around naked anyway. So just prepare yourself. You just yeah, shut that true. door because yeah, I, need to I have to get up and go to the bathroom like 15 times. I don't know. Mm. Since I hit 40, I, I go to the bathroom at least three times a night. So. <laughs> well thank you everybody for joining us uh, for our not the holiday special uh we're gonna end the show now with uh beth tell us where everybody can find you out there on the internet oh twitter.com slash nopehoma twitch.tv slash nopehoma also, guys, join the Thunder Faithful Facebook group. Get in there and chat with us and show us the pictures of what sweater you imagine Mark is wearing during this recording. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Hell yeah. Damn, that's a nice sweater. It is a good sweater. <laughs> Thank you. Mark, speaking of Mark, <laughs> best yeah. Saturdays of our lives. You can find The Best Saturdays of Our Lives book and podcast on The Best Saturdays of Our Lives website. We're on SoundCloud, Apple, Stitcher, and recently discovered uh, Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You can also follow me on Twitter at Mark McTeesoul. That's M-C-T-B-S-O-O-L. J.T. Wheatley. Okay, you can find the History of Convux podcast on the Apple, Spreaker, Stitcher, practically any podcasting platform. And you can also find me on Facebook, uh, Twitter, and I'm actually getting my Instagram account up and running so far. So, yeah, look me up there. Nice. Nice. Insta, Insta, Insta Wheatley. <laughs> well, it's Insta uh, History of Convux. <laughs> <laughs> Insta. Yeah. 
comics. Yeah. Wheatley Graham. Nice. Wheatley Graham. Oh, geez. <laughs> Insta Wheatley. In- Insta sexy. What's up? Fuck you. I'm saved. <laughs> Kabika, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me at on, on the uh, the Twitter, tweeting away at K to say rambles on. That's K T S E A rambles on, where I will uh, talk about whatever. I want in short little Ring words. <laughs> yeah. uh, you'll find me lurking on uh, Beth's um, Twitch. Twitch, and yeah, where I'll sit there and I will moderate the shit out of you, or you know, find me wherever the internet leads. I'm I'm usually there in the back corner, lurking, haunting you, always. <laughs> All right, Adam, you want to try this again? Well, part of fuck you, I'm saved, didn't you understand? <laughs> what? What? You, you think you think I want to tell the people about the Ring of Thunder podcast where I'm like on several different trains of thought about professional wrestling while having the occasional personal epiphany? You think I want to tell them that? Think Yeah. I, I want, that's kinda, you think that's... I want them to know that they can find me at Thunder Talk Thor at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram? No. I don't need their pity follows. And yes, I stole that from Biggie on the New Day podcast. Because it rings true for me too. But listen to the Ring of Thunder podcast, but I don't need your pity follows. I just need your pity downloads. Yeah, that's right. That's right. (laughs) Watch out. Hey, thanks for listening, everybody. See you for the holidays. Merry Chrysler. Merry Chrysler. (laughs) There you go. Thunder Talk is a production of the Weirdos Workshop, starring Dwayne Mark, John Rasmussen, Joe Bright, intro voiceover by Cinnamon Kennedy, special thank you to Amanda Bones, Jonathan Wheatley, Beth Allo, Adam Wedston, Mark McRae, Kavika Allo, and Dan Klink. If you want to find us on social media, we are on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at ThunderTalkPod. Our email address is thundertalkpodcast at gmail.com. Drink, fight, and make your ancestors proud. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.